Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, good morning. Third Sunday of Advent. It's flying by. It's flying by. I can't believe next Sunday is both the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Eve. So now you all know. Okay, next Sunday, double duty. All right, y'all? Say yes, Father. All right, good. Okay, because it's weird with Mon- Christmas being on a Monday. We've got, you got, got the vigil for the fourth Sunday on Saturday, then fourth Sunday, Sunday morning, then we kick into Christmas Eve that evening. So that poor fourth Sunday of Advent candle, it's not going to get any burn time, but... That's how it goes this year. It's how it goes. So we'll see you lots next Sunday, right? That's going to be good. <laughs> We're all going to just be sleeping here. So here we are, third Sunday of Advent. It's called Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is the Latin word. It's the first word of the entrance anaphon that we have for the first Sunday of Advent. It comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, right? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. So Gaudete is Latin for the command form of rejoice. And so on this Sunday, on Gaudete Sunday, we, we change out of the, the penitential violet vestments, the penitential violet, uh, you know, decorations, and we put on the, the rose, not pink, the rose vestments, because remember Jesus didn't pink from the dead, he rose from the dead, right? So we put on the rose vestments, this is my, my laugh section over here. We put on the pink vest, uh, the rose vestments. We put on the rose vestments. It's pink. Who are we kidding? As a sign of the coming of the rising sun, the coming of the sun, right? So think about sun, uh, sunrise in the morning, right? The first color to fill the sky that proclaims the coming of the sun is, is this pink hue, right? The, the sun, before it, before it appears above the horizon, you have this, this pink hue. It's saying the light is coming. The light is coming. So on this Gaudete Sunday, the word rejoice permeates all of the readings. It permeates the liturgy. So in all the readings, you have the first reading. I I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul. The response today, it's not a responsorial psalm. It's actually uh, Mary's Magnificat. You probably picked that up. But it's Mary's Magnificat from Luke. And the versicle was, my soul rejoices in my God. Second reading, we have Paul to the Thessalonians, brothers and sisters, rejoice always, right? Pray without ceasing in all circumstances, give thanks. So you have rejoice, 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 and then we come to the gospel. It comes to the gospel. And, and honestly, it, it, it took me a while this week praying with the gospel to see eventually that I really do think that it's the gospel that unlocks um, the key to the joy that we're meant to reflect on today. I know there can be, it feels like there's a little bit of a heaviness to this gospel, a little bit of maybe a somber note, or just a, it it might just not seem like it's being painted with a brush of joy, right? So you've got this dialogue, and I was wrestling with the Lord about this, and I eventually was said, like, Lord, where's the joy in this gospel? Where's the joy, right? It's Gaudete Sunday, where's the joy? And as I was praying, I was imagining this scene, I was imagining these conversations between John and the Pharisees, and I asked the Lord, Show me John's face. Like, I want to see in my imagination, Holy Spirit, show me John's face. And, and, and more than that, let me see his eyes. Let me hear the tone of his voice. And, and that's honestly what changed the whole text for me. 
So, so here's how we tend to hear this, right? So the, the Pharisees are asking him, are you the Christ? Who are you? Are you the Christ? And he just, we hear it as no, right? Then they ask, are you Elijah? No. Are you the prophet? No. Okay. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? I baptize you with water. But there is one among you who you do. This, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying like this is... I'm really not, but this is just the, the sort of the, the, the monotone, auto-tune voice that we have as we hear these things, right? So as I was asking the Lord, show me his face, let me, let me hear the tone of his voice. This is what I heard, right? They ask, who are you? Are you the Christ? And he's like, no. Then they ask again, are you Elijah? Nope. Are you the prophet? No. Right? Who, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? He says, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize. The one who is coming after me, whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. Do you hear the difference, right? You hear the difference. It's a big difference. Like there is joy radiating out of John, and it's the joy of knowing, and it's proclaiming that he is coming, that he is in fact that he's already in our midst, that God is at the door. Like, this is unbelievable, right? This is, this is real. And like, again, this is just an image that came to me as I was praying with this. Anybody who's fans of The Office, I was picturing the scene, the fire drill scene, right? This is not a drill. This is real. This is really happening, right? This is John losing his mind. This is not a drill. This is happening. None of you have seen The Office. Great. Okay. <laughs> John is saying everything that we've hoped for, everything that we've longed for, this is happening, right? The Lord, he hasn't sent another prophet. He hasn't sent an emissary. He hasn't sent us doom and gloom. No, he's, he has sent himself, right? This is happening. This is in our midst. This is real. And here's the thing I want us to hold on to. Real joy comes from real situations and real presence. Real joy comes from real situations and real presence, I want you to hold on to that thought because we have to, if we're going to be honest with our hearts, we have to address what feels like perhaps an elephant in the room for some of us or or a stumbling block at least. Because it can feel like on this Gaudete Sunday, right, the command, rejoice. It can feel like the church is saying to us, like, forget what's going on in the world. Forget what's going on in your world. Like, just feel happy. Like, just be happy. Like, have good feelings. Like, just set aside everything that's going on in the world, set aside everything that's going on in your world, just put all of that on the shelf, and just get over yourself and be happy. That's not what's going on. But here's the reality for some of us. Like, for some of us coming into Mass this morning, life feels like a complete mess. Or maybe you're struggling with, like, a real serious sickness. I know there's a, a, a number of us in our, in our parish who are struggling with some really serious sickness, some really tough diagnoses that just came through. Or just things in your family, thinking about family get-togethers again, things with your family are just really bumpy right now and really strained. And, like, just the thought of having yet another family get-together is like, I don't know if I got the energy or the emotional wherewithal for it. Or maybe money's really tight right now and you're looking at, like, I don't know if we can afford much of anything in the way of Christmas gifts. Or maybe it's, it's going to be your first Christmas without a particular loved one. Or maybe you're fearing this is going to be the last Christmas without a particular loved one. Or maybe you're a young couple who's been just 
desperate to conceive, and yet this comes another Christmas, and, and your two stockings on the mantle are not going to be joined by that third stocking, and you're just totally heartbroken. Like, this is the situation for many of us. And it feels like the church is just saying, like, just forget all of that. Just rejoice. Like, smile. Be happy. It's Jesus, people, right? Like, just be happy. Get over it. Why aren't we just happy? I want to address that. I want to address that. Because we can't concoct fake feelings of joy. Like, sure, we can pretend, but it's not real, right? Real joy comes from real situations and real presence, not just trying to feel joy. But let me, let me start by, let me share this as a way to get into that. So the other night, um, I don't know, I think it was Wednesday night. I don't know if I just needed a good cry. I'm not sure what was going on. But I started watching on YouTube those, those compilation videos, like soldiers returning home. You know those videos? You know those videos, right? Oh, my gosh. Members of the armed forces after long deployments coming home. I don't know if we have any, anybody, a uh, member of the U.S. military in church this morning, anybody? Thank you for your service. My gosh. Okay, yeah. So, like, just watching these videos, like, like the, the amazing scenarios, right? Like, the different surprises. Someone's at school and, like, Big Brother walks in. Or, or, or it's, like, someone on the sidelines and all of a sudden they recognize there's, there's their sibling or there's their dad on the sideline. Or, or it's, it's a restaurant and the family's sitting there and all of a sudden they just walk in and sit down at the table. I mean, it is just overwhelming joy. There's screaming and tears, and it's, it's the definition of rejoicing, right? It's the definition of rejoicing. But the one video that really just destroyed me, there's, there's mom, she's recording in their family room, and the doorbell rings, and this little boy pops up to go answer the door. He's probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old, I would guess. And the mom is following him with the camera to the door, and as he opens the door, it's his big sister standing at the door. And he obviously he hasn't seen her in months, and he just freezes, and his jaw drops, and then his eyes close, and just tears just come pouring down his cheeks. And then he, then he sprints at her, and he just leaps into his ar- her arms and wraps his little legs around her body and squeezes her around her neck and just buries his face, like, right in the crook of her neck, and he just sobs. And I just sobbed, <laughs> Right? Like, that, that reaction, that kind of reaction, all of those reactions, those responses, like, the phrase that came to me as I was watching it, it was, it's an excruciating joy. Like, it's so much goodness. It's so much muchness. It's so much overflowing goodness. Like, that's the kind of thing that erupts out of us only when something unbelievable and unexpected like something that was hoped for and longed for, deeply desired, when that thing actually shows up and enters into my real world. Like when that real big sister was actually on the real front step on the outside of that door, when she was actually there with her little brother, that's, that's, what's put, that's what has put the smile on John the Baptist's face. He's saying, he is actually here. He's here. He's really here. He's really in it with us. He's like, I saw him wade into the murky waters of the Jordan, not holding himself aloof from our human situation. He has pressed himself into all of this mess. He is here. Like the Lord's coming to us. The Lord's coming among us as Christians. It's not like a once a year event. 
This is not like this, the religious Super Bowl like that happens once a year, like, oh, it's so cool that God becomes flesh. No, no, what happens in Advent and Christmas is just spotlighting the ongoing, continuous miracle of Christianity. He's always coming in. He's always pressing in. He's always drawing near. He's always showing up. Like the desire of God to be invited into and let into every aspect of our real life, like the real stable, the real manger that he's looking for this year, like it's your real life. Like your real hurt, your real struggles, your real pain, that's the real place where Christ wants to rest. Your real stuff, it's, it's into all of that that he longs to come. If I, if I could just lead us for just a moment through just a little, just a small prayerful meditation. If, if, if you feel comfortable, I invite you to close your eyes for just a second. So on this third Sunday of Advent, right, I, I want you to imagine right now that like, that the doorbell to your heart is ringing. And inside of that heart, inside you're dealing with what you're dealing with. Everything that you're carrying, all... Maybe it's sadnesses or frustrations or family stuff or marriage stuff or work stuff or there's, there's something going on with one of your kids or all of your kids or there's some kind of fear that you're wrestling with or maybe it's just your own stuff stuff. It's your own sinful habits and all of that. Maybe it's, it's depression or anxiety. Like whatever it is, that's what's going on inside of the home of your heart. It's what you're dealing with and the doorbell rings. And just like that little boy, you go to the door and you open the door and just standing outside the door is Mary and Joseph and this adorable like infant Christ. And they just simply say to you, hey, we're wondering if, if you would let us in, if you would welcome us to be with you in this, in this place this year. And perhaps like your first thought right there in that moment is like, Here? Like, right, right now, into, into this? But then perhaps something in you just relaxes as you look at their faces. It's, it's like that little brother. It's shocking to find love where we, where we didn't expect it. It's shocking to find love on the other side of the door when you know inside that door is just a world of hurt and pain and mess. And you look into their faces, Mary and Joseph's faces, and all you see is just perfect love, perfect kindness. And you simply melt because God, like the God, the only God that there is, he wants to be with you in your real stuff. He doesn't want to have a make-believe Christmas with you or imagine Christmas, a Christmas card, Photoshop perfection Christmas. No, he wants it in, in your real stuff. And friends, that's the only way to experience real joy. Is when the reality of God's love actually becomes present in my real situation. As we continue through Advent, let's stay in that posture, if we could, to enter into Christmas with this awareness that he's looking for your heart. Amen.